What is going on, everyone? This is Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports, and this is a crazy week in sports. You got March Madness uh, Selection Sunday, but on this episode here, we're here to talk about all things NFL free agency. Um, so this is going to be like part one of our free agency series. We'll have next week another episode talking about the guys that signed, but uh, as we're recording this Monday night, a lot of people have signed, and we'll be talking about them as well as some of our predictions for guys who haven't yet signed. And it'll be a fun episode. Uh, even though I'm not liking what my team is doing, we'll still talk about uh, all the other teams. Uh, <laughs> let me uh, let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's going on, guys? This is Eric, your ranting co-host here. And uh, like Zach was alluding to, I could probably rant on what the Jags are doing right now, but... I won't. That's what I'm new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shocker. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give them a little more time, though. You know, it's only the first day of free agency, and a lot of them were just kind of filler signings. So we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, yeah, ready to break it down, and also hoping I get some more some more of my picks right. We're going to get into that, but I have not been doing very good so far. <laughs> what is going on, guys? It is Connor, the co-host with the most. Got a little bit of a different slide here. I put up the uh, Ab State winning the Sun Belt basketball championship and uh, just kind of move some stuff around. But um, I'm excited to talk about free agency. Uh, I'm currently tied for first right now with the most correct pr- picks with Nate with four. And there's been 13. So not doing fantastic at the moment. But, you know, we're not expecting to get a majority a majority of these rights. So I will also be providing updates as the night goes on because stuff is still going on. Yep, and, our uh, own Adam late- Schefter here. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and the uh, latest update looks like the Bengals, this is not um, official or anything yet, but it's a rumor that they could be in the mix to be signing Mike Hilton here pretty soon. So, Ooh, okay, guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals, got, they just got uh, Trey Hendricks in just before we started. So, um, so yeah, that's interesting. Uh, we'll definitely have you on for future updates on this uh podcast episode uh now uh we're still not finished yet introducing the crew but nate go ahead uh hey, what's, what's up man what's up guys it's nate here um yeah like everyone kind of alluded to it was a exciting day with all the free agents and um it's weird being a pats fan and uh seeing them actually spend money on players that i've heard of before for once so uh definitely an exciting day for you know all around i'm looking forward to talking about it yeah, definitely, man. Uh, a lot of the people that Pat signed won't be on this list of people that we have to talk about, but they have been active. You know, they, they've signed a lot of people, and I'm sure you're happy with most of them. Um, but the way we're going to do this, guys, is before free agency started, we picked five quarterbacks and then 30 other best of other position players to talk about in preparation for free agency. Um, so what we did is we picked all those players and we made our predictions. Um, some of the predictions weren't made in time, (laughs) judging by how fast some of these signings came in, but, uh, we made our predictions for where we thought these people would go originally. I I guess I was planning for this to be a prediction only type of show, but obviously we have, I guess now we're up to 13 total, um, signings and confirmed, uh, confirmed signings here so we'll talk about those 13 signings more in in much more detail and then next week we'll go ahead and talk about the rest of the guys but um let's start things off with predictions for guys that haven't been signed yet and 
you'll be listening to this as early as Tuesday. Um, so keep in mind that this is being recorded Monday night. We'll put this up earlier on Tuesday. I'll, um, so we'll release this episode earlier than the 5 p.m. typical release. But um, let's go ahead and just start with our predictions, guys. And we'll go one through one or one by one and kind of make a case for each prediction. And then we'll get to the guys that actually have been signed. So starting with the quarterbacks, you know, most important position. They're first on the, on our agenda today. So the first one we have here is Alex Smith. My prediction is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think just sounds right. You know, he's. I don't think he's going to get a starting job anywhere. The Chiefs need a backup quarterback. And I think he'd be a good backup for him. He's been there before. Chance for him to reunite with Mahomes. Just a great story uh so that's what i've got alex smith to the chiefs eric what about you uh i've got him going to the bears i know the bears are highly rumored for uh a russell wilson trade but you know it's not a guarantee that that could happen so bringing alex smith in i think it goes well either way because if they get russell wilson then he'll be a great backup for them but if not then he is capable of playing if need be and there's yeah. some feedback going on. I'm not sure where that's coming from, but hmm. um, it sounds fine on my end. So maybe it's me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, Connor, what about you, Alex Smith? Yeah, so I've got Alex Smith going to the New York Jets. Um, I think mainly, I agree with Zach that I don't think he's going to be a starter anywhere. Um, if he does end up starting with the Jets, and I think it'll probably be just for like the first couple of weeks. Um, I think they're going to try and bring him in to try and mentor whoever they want to draft, whether that be Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or whoever they want to draft. Um, or, you know, if they decide to not draft a quarterback and still stick with Sam Darnold, cause who knows? Cause you know, Jets fans think he's God or something. So, um, but yeah, I think he's just more so going to be in a mentor role with the Jets. Um, but again, like Zach said, with the chiefs, you know, he can play if he needs, or like Eric said with the bears, you know, he can play if he needs to. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's going to be a good fit for him. And then Nate, I see you have him go into a team I know a lot about. Talk about that. Yeah, so I mean, this one's a little bit more of a kind of a stretch here, but I think he would go back to the Jaguars to reunite with his former coach, uh, Urban Myers. I mean, obviously they felt Gardner Minshew was a backup. He's a lot younger and a lot cheaper, but I feel like, you know, having a guy with all that experience to come in and mentor really both Gardner and Trevor Lawrence at least for a year I don't think he's like you said I don't think he's gonna you know come in and start and play anywhere but I won't be a bad guy to have around you know on some short money so yeah I could I'd be a fan of that honestly I don't know if I'd be a fan of keeping Minshew in that situation but um at least for Trevor I think he'd be great uh so moving now to quarterback number two on our list Ryan Fitzpatrick um Eric and I both have him going to the Eagles I'll speak for why we think that's going to be um, you. I, I don't think he goes back to Miami. I think Miami doesn't want him back. I think they're trying to move forward with Tua and looking at places he can go. I mean, it, it's definitely not a shocker for him to go to a new team. He's been to like nine teams before, but um, I think the Eagles are next in line, honestly, because they have a, one of the least certain quarterback situations with Jalen hurts. Like he's, it seems like he's going to be the starter, but it seems like a Gardner Minshew sort of quote unquote starter thing where it's like, he's not a first round pick. So he's not going to be guaranteed that three year time frame. you know, like 
guys like Sam Darnold, Mitch Trubisky, Blake Bortles had. So I think he's going to go to um, Philly to mentor um, uh, Jalen Hurts. And also, too, the Eagles are one of those teams that always uh, invest in backup quarterbacks. Remember Nick Foles? They're a team that I think is going to want to pay more money for a backup than most other teams won't. So because of the situation and the team, I think the Eagles are real likely suitors for Fitz. But um, Connor and Nate both have him go into the Eagles. Um, I'll let Nate speak. The Dolphins. Or, I mean, not, the, not the Eagles, the Dolphins. I don't know why it's the Eagles. Um, so, Nate, say uh, say why you guys think he's going to stay with Miami. Um, so, I mean, I actually personally would like to see him go to a different team just because um, I think he started for like nine different or eight, eight or nine different teams. I think in his career it would be fun to see like how many different, you know, how much he could play in. But uh, I think him coming back to the Dolphins would make a lot of sense just because he's been there, he's experienced, and they're kind of like – you know, in a state of transition with, you know, Tua, they don't really know for sure where they want to go with him. It seems like people are already calling for them to draft a replacement, but whatever they do there, I think they need a, you know, somewhat proven guy like that to come in and uh, start and probably win games for them if need be. All right. And then moving next to our third quarterback on the list is going to be Andy Dalton. And three of us have him staying with Dallas, myself, Eric, and Nate all have Dallas as his team that he will join next year. Uh, so, Eric, talk about this uh, this reason. Why uh, why'd you go with Dallas and kind of speak for the rest of us on that? Eric, you with us? Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, so oh, okay. I've, I've got, I was muted, my bad. Uh, so I, <laughs> uh, I was seeing if I was the noise earlier. Uh, I've got Alex. I've got Andy Dalton in a similar position that we have with Alex Smith, where you know, most likely he's not going to be a starter wherever he goes. So I think staying in Dallas makes the most sense. He, you know, did a, you know, all right job for Dallas when Dak was injured. I think for Dallas it would be a high priority for them to bring him back because uh, you really need that insurance to have in case if uh, Dak gets hurt again because. In years past, when like Romo got hurt, their backups they had were just horrible, and their seasons ended as soon as it happened. Whereas with Andy Dalton, they still had a chance, with as bad as the division was last year. So uh, unless Andy Dalton can find a starting gig somewhere, I think it makes sense for him to come back to Dallas, and I think it would be wise for Dallas to bring him back as well. All right, and then Connor's the only one being different on this one. You have him staying in a similar state. But uh, talk about uh, your prediction, Connor. (laughs) 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 Oh, God, something's in my throat. Um, (laughs) You got like auto-tune robot going on there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I've got him going to to Houston. Um, I think it makes sense for Houston because obviously, you know, the Houston GM has been so stubborn, so upfront, like, we're not trading Deshaun Watson, we're not trading Deshaun Watson, no matter what anyone offers us, we're not trading Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson has been saying, like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit out then, like, I'm not going to play. So I think it makes sense for them to bring in Dalton, because, like, he's not going to be expensive at all, um, you know, because he knows he's not going to be a starter. So they can bring him in as kind of like an insurance policy, and just in case Deshaun Watson does decide to sit out, then at least you have a quarterback because the Houston knows that they're not going to win this year. Like they know that they're probably going to miss the playoffs and that they're, you know, starting to go into more of a rebuild mode, but you know, at least, 
you know, you can have a quarterback there that can kind of hold down the four, you know, be a placeholder for a season, you know, and, you know, you're not just going to completely crash and burn with someone who no one's ever heard of because the Texans know they're not going to be able to get a quarterback in the draft because they gave up their number three pick to the Dolphins um, when they got, you know, Laramie Tunsil and um, from them and Kenny Stills from them. So I think it's, I think it just makes sense for Houston to get a backup quarterback like this. I mean, I don't think that they want to go after Fitz because I think Fitz wants to be a starter. So I think Andy Dalton makes the most sense here for them. All right. And then moving on now to the last quarterback on the list here is Mitch Trubisky. So we always poke fun at him whenever he comes on the podcast, but um, three of us have him going to the Denver Broncos. That would be myself Eric and Connor all agree on something that he's going to go to the Broncos. Um, my quick thoughts on this. This is a, I really don't know what's going to happen. I just don't think he's back with Chicago and the situation in Denver, you have drew Locke, but he's not a proven guy. Um, and they're not, I don't think Denver is in a great position in the draft to get a, a top quarterback. They could, but it seems like they could end up having like a competition sort of thing with uh with mitch and drew Locke, so that i think makes an interesting storyline there but nate you have him going to another team that we've already talked about so um share us your prediction for mitch yeah so i mean i think i could definitely see him going to denver that would make a lot of sense to me too i think um i could also see him going to the texans though because the whole situation with deshaun watson there, if they do end up trading him, I don't think he really has any intention of playing with the team next year. So I think they've got to figure out a trade for him at some point. Um, I think once that happens, I think Trubisky is someone they would probably sign because, like, who else you know is out there really um, that has yeah. any experience? So yeah, definitely. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to the non-quarterbacks. Obviously, the other top free agents out there, and we have these kind of. Um, broken down by divisions of their old team. So uh, this is the NFC South here. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Let's just see. We all have him going, or um, Eric and Nate both have him going to the Jets. Um, So Eric, talk real quick about why you could see Samuel as a Jet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen now with uh Corey davis going there oh, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's probably way less likely but when i initially made the pick uh i came down between the jets and the jags uh because i felt like with both of those teams having a lot of cap space that uh they might both go after him but i picked the jets over the jags because i felt like the jaguars have better receivers and don't need receivers as much so i figured if they got into whereas the jets are more desperate so I felt like if they got into a bidding war, the Jets would probably outbid them. But obviously, with I mean, they could still bring in another wide receiver. Who knows? But with bringing in Corey Davis, not likely. But uh, so I'm thinking I'm probably yeah. going to have a red square going over my <laughs> uh, another incorrect pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, who knows? Yeah, so I've got him going to the Jags, and I'm still hoping this ends up happening. I just think um, Urban Meyer said he wanted fast he wants speed, Samuel's speed, and he already has a relationship with him from Ohio State. So those sort of things combined, I th- the Jags need to get a wide receiver. Um, and I think this makes the most sense for all parties involved. Uh, so that's why I picked the Jags. 
Eric, how about you? I mean, Connor, sorry. How about you? There's so many pictures and stuff on the screen. Connor, uh, uh, <laughs> where do you have him landed? Yeah, so this is kind of the same as with Eric with the Jets. I don't know if this is going to happen now. I had him going to the Patriots, um, <clears throat> which, you know, the Patriots today, they've already signed Nelson Aguilar and they've already signed Kendrick Bourne. So, I mean, the Patriots definitely could use another receiver because they literally had none last season. So who knows? Um, I just don't think it's likely anymore. But I, uh, that's why I originally had him go into the Patriots, just because, yeah. you know, he he kind of fits that sort of gadget type role that, you know, Bill Belichick kind of likes to use. And, um, you know, the, again, and the Patriots had a major need for wide receivers. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they did. Um, well, and they're also getting Marquis Lee back from COVID so that. Oh Patriots really? I thought he be... retired. Honestly, <laughs> well, yeah, I remember. I just remember he opted out for COVID yeah, last year. Yeah, so right. assuming he comes back, he's gonna be dangerous. I know. <laughs> um, the next guy we have here is a safety, Keanu Neal from the Falcons. So um, I have him going to the Ravens. I just think they they need to fill the void of Earl Thomas, um, and I think he'll be affordable with all of his injuries a team should be able to get him for pretty cheap. I might have a mini rant about the salary cap later on when you get to new Orleans signing, but um, I, I think the Ravens can get him. They have a need. Yeah, it's still possible. I'm, you know, it's not the most sure thing in the world, but I think the Ravens make sense for him. Um, but Eric Connor and Nate all have him going to the Dallas Cowboys. So I'll let Eric um, speak for the group on that. Why did you, uh, you pick the Cowboys for Keanu Neal? Um, I remember when I was uh, researching him, I didn't have too much of a reason for picking him, but when I was researching, there were uh, like three teams that were considered to be a fit. I don't remember who the other two were that I was looking at, but um, I just thought out of those teams that I saw that the Cowboys made the most sense because – the Cowboys have a huge need at that position. Uh, so that, that was my sole reasoning for that. I just felt like it was a good fit that made sense. But Yeah. Um, moving on now to the NFC North. We'll start with Kenny Galladay, probably the highest-priced wide receiver free agent this year. And we actually all are in agreement on this one uh, for the New York Giants. We all predicted him to go to the Giants. We'll see what happens. Connor, I think you're the most confident about this, so I'll let you uh, say why uh, the Giants make sense for Galladay. <laughs> <laughs> most confident still being, like, not very confident yeah, because yeah. these wide receivers are very volatile. But, I mean, you know, it's just the Giants need all the help they can get. They need to stop relying on Saquon Barkley solely for their offense. Um, <clears throat> you know, that we've seen what happens when he is the sole part of their offense. You know, he's gotten hurt the last two years, so... They definitely need receiving help. You know, it will definitely help Daniel Jones to have a true number one receiver like Kenny Galladay. Obviously, the big problem for him is that he's also injury prone. But, you know, he he would really fill a need for the Giants on offense that like, you know, Sterling Shepard's not going to be a number one receiver ever. And, you know, Evan Ingram can't, you know, he's a great tight end, but he can't do it on his own. So getting Kenny Galladay really gives them that true number one receiver. And I think it can really open up the passing game. And it would help Saquon Barkley a lot because then teams would have someone else they have to actually game plan for. Yeah, they, it seems like the Giants really need a big wide receiver one. Um, next up, we have Anthony Harris, the safety from the Vikings, was franchise tagged last year. Hit the open market now, so he's a free agent. I have him going to the Washington football team. 
this is one of those things that I can't remember if I picked Washington last year for him, but Washington, it seems like, has always been in the mix for him, dating back to last season, so that's why I ended up going with him. They have the need there. They have a lot of cap space. Um, so I think that's a good pairing. Um, Eric and Connor both have the Cleveland Browns. So Eric, um, talk about the Browns and Anthony Harris potential. Well, this is another yeah. one kind of like uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. The one I had earlier, where the Browns already have brought in a safety, so uh, probably <laughs> going to be another red square. But because uh, I really wanted a. Uh, that's gonna be the theme of this episode for eric is red square (laughs) yeah red square meaning incorrect unfortunately as i mentioned at the beginning my picks have not been going very well but yeah i wanted to i was hopeful the uh jags were going to get the safety from the rams so when that didn't happen i so i then put uh him for the browns here but that obviously is not gonna happen (laughs) okay um hey well maybe maybe the jags will go after anthony harris since they didn't get john johnson yeah i mean it It'd be nice if we could get somebody who I don't have, like, <laughs> like Zach and I were kind of in our, our group chat, we're talking about this. Like, it'd be nice if the Jaguars would bring somebody in that we don't have to Google who they are. Yeah. Uh, to find out who they are, you know. <laughs> um, but we Nate. got a punt returner, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, uh, talk about the team that you have Harris going to. Yeah, I mean, I have him uh, down with the Jets just because um, I think they're still looking for probably a replacement for Jamal Adams after they traded him away. Um, obviously, they have needs basically at every position, but uh, I think a safety like that quality could be really helpful for him. And, um, you know, it kind of makes sense considering who else, you know, is still left looking for a safety now that uh, Joe Johnson is off the market. Yeah. Okay, moving on now to another division here with the NFC West. Um, The highlight free agent from this division is definitely Trent Williams, um, the big left tackle from San Francisco. So I've got him going to the Indianapolis Colts because um, the Colts have a huge need at left tackle with Costanzo retiring. They have a lot of cap space. Trent Williams is far and away the best left tackle and the Colts value offensive line. They've shown that in the past. They used to not. They used to. That's why Andrew Luck retired. But they learned their lesson. And they really value offensive line. So I think the Colts are going to spend big money on Trent Williams. And the fact that he hasn't already inked a deal with San Francisco means to me he's probably going to leave. Um, it's just one of those things. Why didn't you already do it? You're in free agency now. The Colts are probably going to offer the most money. I think they can offer more than San Fran. And he is the kind of guy I think that wants to um, get the most money, no matter what sort of team he goes to. So that's my thoughts on Trent. Um, but I'll let Connor speak. Uh, Cause you're very sure about this one for staying in San Fran. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just like, I think it's a foregone conclusion that he stays in San Francisco. I mean, I know the 49ers value him. Um, you know, it's one of those things that too, that they would have tagged him had it not been for the fact that he had a no tag, uh, clause in his contract. So, um, I think it's just, we haven't heard anything yet. So it does make me like slightly nervous, but you know, at the end of the day, I still think that, you know, they'll work something out with him. Cause I mean, honestly, it took longer than I thought for Shaq Barrett to go back to the Buccaneers, but at the end of the day, he still did go back to the Buccaneers. So, mm-hmm. um, it just takes time for them to work out this deal. And I think, you know, like I said, the 49ers, they're, really 
really intent on bringing him back because, you know, they need to make sure that Jimmy G or whoever stays back there at quarterback is protected because they've had so many injuries at quarterback. So uh, offensive line is very yeah. important for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, next up, we've got his teammate here, Richard Sherman, uh, one of the free agent corners, obviously still not to be signed. And I've got him going to the Jets, actually. Surprising enough, you wouldn't think um, a guy like Sherman would want to go to the Jets, but the sole reason I have this is because of Robert Sala. I've always heard he's always spoken very highly of Robert Sala, and I think it's a case where the Jets have a need. They can give him a lot of money, and it's a good fit because you know a lot of if a lot of times the fit doesn't work out with player and team, but I think with the type of defense they'll have. He's the kind of guy the Jets really want to get to be a leader in that defense. And um, and I think he wouldn't mind going to play for Sala. Um, but Eric, you, everybody else picked the Raiders, by the way. So Eric, uh, make the case quickly for the Raiders and Sherman. Uh, well, I picked the Raiders uh, just because from mostly what I've heard about Sherman uh, is that he seems to want to stay out on the West Coast. So I felt like this was a pretty good fit for him there because I don't feel like, you know, he seems like it's pretty obvious he's not going to go back to San Francisco. He's not going to go back to Seattle. So, and the Raiders, you know, could use some help at corner. So I feel like it's a good fit and it's in the area that he wants to play at. So uh, I, I think he's got a good chance to go to the Raiders. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, next up, with we got a couple Seattle players to talk about. Chris Carson um, highlighting a pretty thin running back class now that Aaron Jones hasn't, or Aaron Jones did resign with Green Bay. But um, for Chris Carson, I think I think he leaves Seattle first of all. Too many injuries, fresh start, that sort of thing. But I've got him going to the Buffalo Bills. Their running situation was really, really bad last year. It, it really cost them in the playoffs. Um, I think not being able to run the ball. So they have the need. Um, they should be able to get him for fairly cheap, I think. And uh, I just think it's uh, he's the sort of running back that they would want up in Buffalo. Um, they don't have a proven running back, like I said. So that's, that's really why I have them. Um, Nate, talk about the uh, Jets because uh, you guys... Actually, I'll let Connor talk about the the Jets um, for this one. Then I'll have Nate give the other player, but so Connor, go ahead and uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, go, go on <laughs> okay. for the Jets. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's just, you know, the Jets, they're really going to need a good running back to go with whoever, again, like whoever they have a quarterback, um, you know, Le'Veon Bell wasn't the answer, still isn't the answer. So, um, <clears throat> you know, they definitely need another running back. Um, and like I said, Chris Carson can be your number one guy. He can, you know, carry the workload. Um, it's just, and I, I consider the Buffalo Bills, but to me, I think the Buffalo Bills, they're still going to want to rely on Singletary and Zach Moss because obviously a big thing and why they couldn't run the ball last during the playoffs was because Zach Moss got hurt. So um, I think that tandem of Singletary and Moss is better than a lot of people think, especially since the Bills have been re-signing a bunch of their offensive linemen at the moment, which they have a really good offensive line. So um I think it's just, I think the Jets just make more sense right now. And I don't think the Bills really want to focus on bringing in anyone new at the moment. I think the Bills are really focused on just re signing people that they already have and just keeping the team together because, you know, they were really close to a Super Bowl. So 
Um, yeah, they've they've already re-signed a bunch of people as well, so you're right about that. Um, next up is, uh, like I said, his teammate in Seattle, Shaq Griffin. Um, at the corner, obviously, he was on Sports Jeopardy, actually, um, as, a, as a correct answer. But I've got him going to the Broncos. Uh, Boye's leaving. They need corner help. Obviously, we all agree that they need to get one of these corners in Denver. Um, so I just think it's going to end up being Shaq. Uh, I don't think, kind of like another thing is, uh, I don't typically have guys returning to their same teams, even though that's probably the safer option. I I just think from what you're hearing out of the, the 12s up in Seattle, it seems like he's gone. But um, I don't know. You guys all seem to think he's staying in Seattle. So, Nate, I'll let you give your perspective on that. The former UCF, Shaq Griffin. Yeah, so I mean... I think that it would make sense for him to stay in Seattle just because, I mean, the Seahawks need to pay it for somebody. I think um, it would be huge for their defense to keep him around, especially if they're going to, you know, it sounds like they're going to lose. Uh, Russ is coming up uh, in the coming weeks. And I think now we're hearing he might, uh, the Browns might be taking a look at him. Uh, that could be a big deal there. But I think, I mean, it's important for him to stay with his brother too. Uh, and I'll, that's important to both of them. Um his twin there is going to probably stay in Seattle, I would assume. So that yeah. might be a factor in his decision. But I don't know. I think that's kind of a safe pick for me. But we'll see okay. what happens. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say for Jadevian Clowney, there is no predicting on him. It's just throwing darts at the board. We all have him going different places. I've got him to Dallas. <laughs> Eric has him to Cleveland. Connor has him going to Jacksonville. And Nate has him going to Baltimore. So I'm just going to skip him and just say, who knows? Um, but other, he was on our is, board for last year. Is Clowny gonna clown us? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, so the other AFC play, AFC South player that we want to highlight and talk about is Will Fuller. You know, one of these uh, wide receivers. I I personally think he goes to Detroit. Nate also agrees with me here. They're losing. Um, they're losing. What's his face? Uh, so many Galladay. There we go. Yeah, it's just names after names today. <laughs> Galladay. They're losing him. They brought in Tyrell Williams for cheap, you know. But that's that's not the only wide receiver they can have because they're also losing Marvin Jones. So um, they need to get one of these wide receivers. I think it'll be Fuller though. Um, uh, just uh, just seems like a good fit in my opinion. But Eric, uh, you disagree. You've got him going to another AFC South team. Yeah, I partially the reason why I picked him to go here. Uh, again, I picked a lot of my picks based on you know rumors and stuff like that from what I was hearing, and then once I like narrow down the list of you know teams that I think are might be interested, then I go with what I think is a good fit. Uh, I do think the Colts could use some help at the wide receiver position, and another reason why I'm picking him to go uh, to the Colts is because. I feel like he kind of like Deshaun Watson might also be upset with the organization. I know he really likes Deshaun Watson and everything, and he might feel like that they've kind of done him wrong and everything. So he might want to go to a rival. I think he might go to a rival team to try to, uh, you know, stick it to him per se and get back at their rival. So, uh, but uh, that's just pure speculation, obviously. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally, Connor, you've got him going to another team um, as well. So I'll talk about that prediction. 
Yeah, so I've got him going to the Green Bay Packers. Um, I considered having him go to Detroit, but I think the reason why Detroit won't sign him is because he's not really a number one receiver. He's definitely more of a number two. And I think there actually is a receiver out there um, who's not on our list, but T.Y. Hilton. I think the Lions might want to go after him instead um, since he's more of a number one receiver. But I think he's going to be a real good fit for the Packers because they are losing Alan Lazard. Um, to free agency this offseason. So they definitely need someone who can be a true like number two to Devontae Adams, um, which is something they haven't ever had. So I think Will Fuller can really step in and be that guy for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's take a move now to the AFC West. And there's a lot of guys left still, but I, I just kind of want to focus on one. That'll be Hunter Henry. I predicted him to go to the new to New England, but that's obviously not happening anymore since Johnny Smith went there. Um, but Eric and Nate both have him going to Carolina. So Eric, I'll I'll ask you um, how come uh, Carolina for Hunter Henry? Uh, again, I kind of feel like that Hunter Henry would be a great fit for them. I do also think that he would be a good fit for the Jags. I. I also considered putting the Jags on here and I did also consider the Patriots. Those are my top three that I was considering there. But um, ultimately I think he'd be a great fit for the Panthers. I think everybody was thinking that they were going to make a trade for uh, Deshaun Watson and everything, but who knows if that's really going to happen now. And, and the, and the process of prepping to do that, the Panthers did clear up a lot of cap space <laughs> So I feel like they're going to need to spend that money at some point and getting a guy like Hunter Henry could help them start to rebuild that offense. All right. And speaking of the Jags, uh, man <laughs> Connor has uh, Hunter Henry going to the Jags. So talk about uh, that prediction. I mean, you know, the Jags really should have gone out and signed Johnny Smith, but maybe that was my uh, guilty conscience there with the Jags, you know, not trusting their front office, but um, Hunter Henry, you know, tight end is another big need <clears throat> for the Jaguars. And I think, you know, just get Trevor Lawrence all the help you can get. And, you know, they have the most money, so they should definitely go out and get uh, a tight end here. I don't know. I don't think the Panthers really have the money to go. I mean, like, I know they have the money to get Hunter Henry, but I think they should they would want to probably try and spend that elsewhere, like maybe getting some defensive pieces um, or maybe like, you know, who knows? Maybe they might try and re-sign Curtis Samuel. I don't know. But um, I think he's a good fit for the Jaguars. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy for them if he goes there. And uh, I do have a slight update. This isn't actually someone on our board, but it is okay. a big time. It is a big time free agent. Dalvin Tomlinson has just signed with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh wow! I was I was low key hoping he'd be uh, coming to Duval, but that's not. <laughs> that, that was now. so funny. I was like, I I messaged Zach and I was like, oh, the Jaguars got a D tackle, and you were like, oh, is it Tomlinson? I was like, no, it's Roy Robertson Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy with a hyphenated last name. I never <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting though. Yeah, he didn't make our board, but he was one of those guys I always looked at when we were replacing the players on um, for. So that that's breaking news there. Um, now I'm just going to go ahead and summarize these other AFC West picks because they're a little bit lower down our list. Um, but Melvin Ingram, the pass rusher from LA Chargers, I've got him going to Carolina and everybody else has him going to the Raiders. Um, uh, so I see the group think really with that one guys. Um, and then Desmond King, the corner for the LA Chargers, um, Connor and I both have him going to Atlanta 
and Nate and Eric teamed up and think he's going to go to the Denver Broncos. And we all are in agreement with this next guy, um, Eric Fisher, the surprising cut left tackle from Kansas City. We all have him joining the AFC West rival LA Chargers. But I don't know since the Chargers signed Lindsley if that'll happen or not. Um, well, Lindsley is a center, so you know, you never yeah, know. but it's a lot of money. I don't know, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> and moving on now, here obviously we're going to the AFC North next, and we'll start the conversation with Juju Smith-Schuster. So he's a real interesting. Uh, every time I say Juju, I was I was saying Boo Boo Smith Smith Booster. Um, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but with Juju, it's really interesting to see where he's going to end up landing. Um, like where does he fit with all these wide receivers? If it's, you know, really interesting, maybe you should have done a tier rankings on these wide receivers, Connor. Uh, yeah, really. Free agent wide receivers. Yeah, free agent wide receivers. But let's see here. So Nate and I both have him going to Miami. I just think Miami needs, they, they want to surround Tua with help. Um, and I think Juju's the kind of guy that would uh, benefit from being in Miami with the TikTok and all that sort of stuff. It's like a, I think he would want to go to Miami. It seems like a sort of city made for him. Um, and obviously the Dolphins have that need. So I kind of put two and two together in there and had him going to Miami. But Eric, you've got him going to the Raiders. So you really think he's John Gruden's going to put up with the TikTok dances? <laughs> uh well yeah absolutely i mean you never know like john gruden might even in, get in on one or two of them <laughs> antonio brown the pittsburgh wide receiver you don't think that's like hey uh, juju if you come sign with us i'll do a tiktok with you you know i don't know <laughs> just don't freeze don't just don't get your feet frozen or get yeah, frostbite yeah. your toes yeah yeah i i will admit with uh with this pick i uh i was like running some errands and running out of time to make my pick so didn't really get to do a ton of time, uh, spend a ton of time researching the on some of these later ones that we've got here. But um, I do think it's a possibility. I I think he would be a good fit there. He could help them. They did lose uh, Nelson Aguilar, who improved last year. So they do have a need. And it just seems like the Raiders are linked with, like, everybody for some reason. So, they always are. Dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> you never know so what you're going to do. Last minute, spur the, I will admit I – didn't prepare yeah. for this part guys so i apologize for that ah, you're fine you're fine but um so i but hey you never know i mean the ones where i spent time and analyzed everything <laughs> i got all those wrong so maybe I'll yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um and then connor had uh the jets going with schuster but it seems like now that won't happen with Corey davis being a jet now so maybe um, i mean we'll see because i think yeah, we'll i think the, you know the jets could use another receiver and just like you said with miami being a good uh market for him i think new york could be a good market for oh, TikToks yeah. too so who knows <laughs> <laughs> um and then some of the other guys I'll, I'll just go through these uh other afc north players we've got mike hilton the corner for the steelers um the three of you guys i'm always by myself with these it seems like i've got him going to arizona you guys all have him staying in the state of pennsylvania going to philadelphia and then for alejandro villanueva kind of the the lower end of left tackle market. I've got him being the Trent Williams replacement of San Francisco, as does Nate. 
Um, and then Connor and Eric have him going to Indy. So well, funny, funny enough, Nate has Trent Williams going back to San Francisco too. So <laughs> yeah, Nate hedged his bets. So I know what he was thinking. Uh, <laughs> I, I always go go for it all though, so I don't I don't do that. But you know, respect to you, Nate. Um, and then finally, the last uh, the last guy here, William Jackson, another corner. Corners galore still haven't been signed yet, guys. We'll be talking a lot about the corners on next week's episode, but. William Jackson, Nate and I both agree we think he will go to Houston, and then Eric and Connor agree that it'll be Denver. So we talked about Denver as a corner uh, landing spot earlier, so they're definitely getting one. It's just a matter of who. And that concludes all the predictions uh, left. So those are all the predictions that haven't happened as of now. And we might not know. In, we might not know in five minutes, but <laughs> yeah, obviously, um, not all these guys might not sign by the time we record next week. But we'll talk about them uh, for sure. The ones that did sign. So let's go ahead now and finish the the next part of the show, talking about the guys who did sign today. Um, and we'll start back up at the top with the quarterbacks. So Jameis Winston was the only quarterback on our list to already sign. He re-signs with New Orleans. Um, and this is all I'm going to say, because for the predictions, you guys all got it right with New Orleans. I said Houston and got it wrong. But all I'm going to say about this, and we won't spend too much time on Winston, because I feel like every podcast we always talk about, is it going to be Winston, Winston or... Winston versus uh, Hill. <laughs> Winston versus Hill. That's going to continue on, so I won't talk about that. But I'll just say this for this for uh, a little mini rant, mini rant by Zach. Um the New Orleans Saints went from having negative $100 million in cap space to franchise tagging and re-signing a quarterback for $12 million to that being acceptable. Now, how is that possible? There are so many loopholes in this salary cap the NFL has made. It's not even funny. You look at people like Shaq Barrett. We'll get to him next, actually. Like The amount of money that they're making is insane compared to the cap hit. And it's just the restructuring and everything. Like, I don't know. It just makes me mad when I see teams like the Saints who, you know, there's got to be consequences for your actions, Saints, having negative $100 million (laughs) and then being able to just franchise tag players and re-sign players and probably sign more players. Like, it's just teams like the Jaguars, Jets, Patriots, uh... Bengals, uh, teams like those that are responsible with the cap and, you know, don't that prepare for a down year, like that don't spend up to the cap and stuff. And they're like, Ooh, let's save our money for 2021 free agency. Like those are the teams that should have the advantage, not teams, not every team in the world should just be able to be like, okay, guys. Um, yeah, you're not going to count against the cap. You're not going to count against the cap. And, uh, Hey, you over there, you're not counting against the cap either. There we go. Problem solved. Now we can and while, go and get anybody and we want. At, and while we're at it, let's just bring in the top free agent too. Like, cause you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, man, like, and I will say this, I will never, cause some of my predictions were factoring in price, but I'm never gonna, if a team wants to sign a player, <clears throat> uh, Joe Tooney, Kansas city chiefs, if a team wants to sign a player, <laughs> It doesn't matter what their cap situation is. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not ever going to look in that into consideration because no matter what, if a team wants a guy, they'll be like, okay, um, we need this amount of cap space. Okay, 
you're not going to count against the cap this year, dude. Okay. NFL be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll restructure your cap hit to happen just, in 2025. Yeah, it's just too much. See, that's, see, that's, I, see that's, that's what I'm wondering now. Like, are some of these teams going to be, like, royally screwed, like, three years from now? Because they're restructuring they better, no, no, they, they won't because when it's time for those 2025 cap hits in 2025, then they'll restructure the cap hits for 2028. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what See, it's going to be. See, why can't like... we exploit these loopholes in Madden, like, you know, when free agency rolls uh, around, and we, and we can just sign all the best free agents Well, there's to our so Madden many teams. problems with Madden, they, they, they would be, they wouldn't know how to figure out how to do that. Um, that's like the one thing they technically get right is the salary cap. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> they get trades horribly wrong, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay, well, mini rant over. I wanted to make it a mini rant. I don't want to go on 10 minutes, but that is the mini rant uh, for the episode. So let's get on to some other players. Um, in the NFC South, we have two pass rushers here. Shaq Barrett re-signs with Tampa. And, you know, I was a little optimistic with my prediction. I said Jacksonville. I thought, I thought you know, I was naive. I thought the salary cap was a real thing, but I, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. I won't, I, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. But I thought, uh, I thought no, the Jags. Got, I don't care, dude. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Jags could give him a lot more money. Um, well, they probably Tampa. could have. <laughs> yeah, they probably could have. But uh, I, I thought he wanted to break the bank, he said, and all that. So I thought, okay, Tampa, they have all these uh, guys they need to bring back. I don't think they're going to bring him back, but they obviously did. You guys all played it safe and got it right with Tampa. Um, but really in a bigger picture sort of thing, like this is huge in my opinion. It like They're really bringing the band back together which is what Nate and I said they needed to do at the end of the Super Bowl. We were like, this is the biggest one they need to bring back. They ended up getting all three of the big guys back. Um, so and they got me, Gronk back, too. And Gronk. So for me, this is like, this confirms, basically. I was waiting for this to happen, but I think this is um, definitely making them the front runners in the NFC. Uh, do any of you guys like disagree with that? Like, Does this really make the Bucks front runners in the NFC now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I was mulling over the 49ers and the Rams, like, could they challenge it? But, you know, the fact that they brought, like, you know, if they had let Shaq Barrett go, then I might have considered it, depending on where he went. But, you know, definitely since, they, like you said, they brought the big three back, they got Gronk back, they even extended Brady by another year. So, like, yeah, this is definitely, they are the front runners right now. I mean, I don't see how anyone could argue that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next guy on this list, another, um, free agent here, Trey Hendrickson, the former Saints pass rusher. If the Saints were able to bring him back, I might've flipped my computer and, (laughs) (laughs) um, and done some other stuff, but, uh, he goes to the Bengals, um, and we're starting to see the pass rusher market, um, really start to heat up now. So we all got this prediction wrong. Um, Eric and I had him going to the Raiders and Connor had him going with his former coach to Detroit. Nate had him going to Cleveland. We all got it wrong. I, okay. So I, I don't know if you guys will agree with me on, on this one or not, but I think Trey Hendrickson is really overrated. He's only really had one good season last year. And I think he benefited from the defensive line on New Orleans and that secondary, how good that secondary was. I think this is going to be one of those signings that is going to be looking at as a huge overpay. I don't know the exact numbers, but 
I'm just not a. I could probably big, find that for you pretty quickly, actually. I'm, I'm just not a big believer in him. I don't know, Nate. I'll ask you if you agree with me on this. Like, are you a believer in Trey Hendrickson? Do you think this is worth it for Cincy? No, I mean, I, I mean, I like him, but you look at his stats, and I mean, he's got twenty. Not the sacks have a whole picture, but twenty career sacks in four seasons is not worth sixty million to me, especially like you said when. You know, he's playing in that Saints defense that a lot of his sacks were either coverage sacks or he had, um, you know, other guys in the D-line. Yeah. yeah, Cameron Jordan freeing up the, you know, getting double teamed and opening things up for him. I mean, I think uh, since he's, you know, not going to get all that value out of him. Yeah, it's a four year, it's four million with 32 million the first two years. For that much, they could have just re-signed uh, Carl, Carl Lawson. Lawson. Yeah, I think Carl <laughs> Lawson's cheaper. better. I think Carl Lawson's better. So I, I don't know. I mean, he was a big name, obviously, but he's one of those guys that I'm. I'm glad the Jags didn't end up signing, so I'm okay with that. But um, we'll move on now here and hit up some NFC North people that signed. Uh, I, I'm gonna kind of skip Romeo Aquara because I know he's. Um, a great player, but being up in Detroit, you know, we don't really hear a lot about him. So I don't think any of us, he was a late addition to this list. Anyways, we all got him wrong. Um, so I'm going to kind of skip him, but he did resign with Detroit. That's another thing that makes it less interesting. He resigned. So we'll skip Romeo Aquara. Um, but Corey Lindsley, the new highest paid center in the NFL goes to the LA chargers. So this kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. I had him going to the Jets. Eric had him with the Bengals and Connor and Nate had him to the um to the Miami Dolphins, but I was a little bit surprised by this. Uh I wasn't surprised he ended up being the highest paid center, but um I mean the the Chargers do need offensive line help, I know, but I thought the Jets were really going to break the bank for him. Like I thought I thought the Jets we're really like going to go out for these offensive linemen, but they ended up not doing that. Um, how do you like this move for LA though? I, I think it's a really good move for LA. Um, Connor, do you agree with me on that? Yeah, I definitely think it's a good move. I mean, you know, they definitely need offensive line. Um, you know, I think for them, you know, I know we all picked Eric Fisher to go to the chargers later on, which I think that would be good too. And I, I, I mean, I hope it happens. So we look, so we look smart. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think the problem for the Chargers, though, is that you know I don't think center was necessarily. I mean, I know Mike Pouncey retired and everything, but like, I don't know if center was necessarily their biggest need. I think a tackle was probably their biggest need on the line. And if I'm being completely honest, the Chargers, where their money needs to really be spent this off season, is on the defense because that offense could put up points. Yeah. You're even right, with yeah. like their offensive line, so. Um, you know, obviously wallet helps. And like I said, I don't think it was their biggest need. And I think that more, they should more so be focusing on the defense, especially since they're going to be losing Melvin Ingram and Desmond King. And they just cut Casey Hayward. Like they did bring back Michael Davis, but like, that's one of your three corners right there. And the other two are gone. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, also breaking news really quickly. Okay. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick has just signed a deal with the Washington football team. <laughs> Wow, well, I, I heard Zach that was a I late the right division. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that was a late possibility for sure. So wow, that's that's real interesting. Um, my thoughts on that. Uh, 
he'll probably end up playing. <laughs> like probably, <laughs> he's probably uh, gonna be the starter. <laughs> yeah, so because they don't have anybody really other than that uh, guy, a uh, Heineke guy. So they they're that. Wow, that's, that's real interesting. Yeah, Kyle Allen. So Fitz uh, going to another new team. So wow, that's that's real interesting. Um, but I was not prepared to talk about that. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> to uh to the next division here the nfc west so the guy the safety from the rams john johnson uh, so many jokes you can make with that name but uh he ends up signing with the browns a really underrated and good player in my eyes this was a guy eric and i both had him projected to the jags i'm bummed out about this one um probably the second most out of all the people that didn't sign with the jags but Behind John, uh, <laughs> behind John, yeah, Eric. Um, talk about how disappointing it is that the Jags don't get him. And I will say too, I don't know if you heard about this, Eric, or not, but it, it was a report that came out and said that another team offered John Johnson significantly more money than Cleveland did, but he chose Cleveland instead. Do you think that was us? I mean, it's highly possible. I've I've heard mixed reports from the Jags, like we heard Balky the GM say that, uh, you know, we've got a lot of money and we'll spend. But then we've also heard Urban Meyer say like, oh, we don't want to like spend all our money in one place kind of thing. So we didn't really know what they were going to do, but the, the Jags need safety help so bad, man. It's one of our, I mean, we've got a lot of holes to fill obviously on this team, but uh, he was somebody I really was wanting to get. I, I had him high on my list of, you know, hopes and dreams. So not getting him is definitely a disappointment, but I can understand why he went to Cleveland since they're, you know, more yeah. to win right now, whereas Jacksonville has got some work to do and stuff like that. So um, for sure, but d- yeah, disappointed, good, obviously. It's our loss, even though we never had him, but um, I think it's a big win for the Browns. Uh, adding to that defense, you know, you're going to need uh, as many key guys on the defense in that division as possible. So um, I think it's a really good move for Cleveland, and I know their fans are happy about it. Um, moving on now to the AFC South. So the division Eric and I are most familiar about, Corey Davis ends up signing with the New York Jets. This is the only prediction I've gotten right all year. So uh, he signs with the Jets, and Eric... Um, Connor and Nate all had him going to, or you guys had him going to New England, Washington, and Green Bay as other possible places for him. But he goes to the Jets. Um, I was thinking about this one. I'm not a big fan. I'm glad the Jags didn't get him. And I've heard Titans fans have mixed things to say. Some really wanted him back, and others were fine with him leaving. My thing is similar to Hendrickson. It's like, this guy was a top pick who had no who was doing nothing in his first uh, three years and then he has a great year last year, but I think it was benefited mostly by AJ Brown being injured and the benefit uh, of Derrick Henry. I I think he got really overpaid by the Jets. I think the Jets overpaid for him. I don't think he's gonna end up being a great receiver for him. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I guess I'll uh, start with Connor. Like, do you agree with me on that, Connor? Or do you think, uh, do you think he'll bring the Jets value? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think the Jets definitely could have gone out and found a better receiver. I don't see Corey Davis as a number one receiver. Um, you know, like you said, 
he benefited a lot from when AJ Brown was hurt, and he benefited a lot when AJ Brown was in the game. I mean, yeah. you know, I I had AJ Brown on my fantasy team this year, and like you know, there were times when I'd be like, man, why isn't AJ Brown like getting the ball? It's like because they were all going to Corey Davis because it was kind of like the juju AB sort of thing where. You know, defenses were so concerned about AJ Brown and they were double teaming him that Corey Davis would get open. So um, I definitely don't think the Jets is going to be a good place for him because, you know, obviously it's an unproven quarterback situation. I think, you know, going to one of these other, I mean, maybe not the Patriots, but like going to the Washington football team, especially now with Fitz or going to the Packers would have been better for him with a proven quarterback. So. Yeah, um, I don't all, know. All about them dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next guy, his his Tennessee teammate here, Jonu Smith, um, the either best or second best tight end um, by most people in the NFL. He ends up going to the New England Patriots, so he's going to fill in the void of Rob Gronkowski since then. Um, so, Nate, I bet you're real excited about that, but. Um, Nate and Connor got that prediction right. Eric and I got it wrong. I'll just say this was the one I was most disappointed about. I I really wanted Johnny Smith, um, you know, steal him from the Titans, the rival. You get him. Seems to work out a lot um, with those things. And I'm not thrilled about Hunter Henry possibly being on the Jags. So this is why I really wanted Johnny Smith. After that, it's like Gerald Everett and, you know, not – not any great tight ends, and I want a really good tight Kyle end. Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Mercedes so, Lewis. So losing out on the John o. Smith uh, sweepstakes really, really pains me. But Nate, how excited are you about this for the offense? Like him with Cam Newton seems like it's going to be a really good thing. Could he be like the like a Greg Olson was for him in Carolina? Do you think? Oh yeah, I mean I'm super excited about this, and like you said. He'd definitely be, I mean, Cam Newton loved Greg Olson in uh, Carolina, and John Smith hasn't produced like uh, Greg Olson at, at this point in his career, but he's definitely, I think, potentially more athletic, and you can do a lot more different things with him in that offense. Um, somebody said that he was the Pats, like, number one, like, pass catcher overall on their board for free agency this year, so I think that he's definitely the best uh, offensive weapon they've had since uh, Gronk left two years ago, so I'm... I'm super excited about this one. I did not see that coming. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't see it coming? You had him predicted to go. We, to I, I mean, I, I had him predicted, but like knowing the Pats, I was like, oh, "I'll ever right. actually do it." Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you never know what they're gonna do. They're, you know, they probably sign some like backup guy from well, who the knows? Bengals and was Bill you know. making the moves or his dog after all those big white guy? Who knows what his dog was up to today? But he definitely spent a lot of money. Um, yeah. <laughs> moving on now here to talk about uh the former players from uh the afc east here we got joe tooney um former patriot so nate knows about him as well we all predicted him going to the bengals he actually goes to the chiefs um i thought for sure it was between the bengals and jets like both of those teams desperately needed offensive line help and both had a lot of money to spend but he ends up going to the Chiefs. Like I really didn't see this move happening at all. I know that they released those two offensive linemen. I guess that's what they were doing. They released them to get the money for Tooney. But um, I don't know. Like, what do you guys feel about like the guard tackle debate? Like, is is there a real big difference to you in your opinions? Like, do you value tackles a lot more than guards? Or for a guard, he's making a lot more money. Like. 
Um, I personally, I don't know. Like, I just don't think having one really highly paid guard on your team and nobody else is going to make a great offensive line. But Nate, kind of speak to how you feel about Tooney, like how he was with the Pats and like the kind of player that he'll be for KC. Yeah, so was, I'm kind of conflicted because I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I mean, I liked, I really liked Tooney as a player. I think he was great for the Pats when he was here. And out of anybody, I think he deserves the money. But at the same time, I do think it is kind of hard to pay up for an O-lineman, unless it's like a really, truly like elite, you know, left tackle in this day and age in the, uh, you know, pass first NFL. Unless you're getting a left tackle, I think really overpaying for other positions is kind of tough to do. I think it's better to really, you know, draft good guys in the you know in the first round or second round or whatever you gotta do and kind of build it that way and then fill them with some uh kind of lower priced veteran guys and you know keep that talent in house but I don't know I think paying up for one guy on a five man O line is uh kind of tricky but the Chiefs had to do something to you know yeah keep Mahomes up right after that Super Bowl. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, um, well and I yeah. guess I guess to answer your question too about like you know do you yeah, yeah. guards or tackles more like to me it just depends on what kind of offense you want to run. Like if you want to run a run heavy offense, then definitely focus more on the centers and the centers and guards. But if you want to run a pass heavy offense like the Chiefs have, then I would definitely value the tackles more. I mean, especially when you saw what happened in the Super Bowl, like. Yeah, you know, I know. Obvi- obviously, Indomitian Sue and Vita Vea were putting pressure on uh, on Patrick Mahomes, but it was Shaq Barrett and JPP that was getting to him every play. You know, it wasn't the interior guys; it was the exterior guys. So it kind of baffles me why they would release Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz just to go out and get Joe Tooney. I, I honestly, it hurts the Chiefs in my mind. Like, you know, now I'm yeah. now I'm starting to question like. Especially after what happened in the Super Bowl, are the Chiefs the front runners in the AFC? Like, I don't know. I think this yeah, hurts I, them. I, I totally agree with you, man. Like, I think those two players are more valuable than the than the one in Joe Tooney, um, and especially with the Chiefs' offense, like you said, like they they're one of the most pass you know happy offenses out there. So, um, next on our list here in the AFC North, we have Bud Dupree. So. We all got him wrong. Oh, no. Uh, actually, um, Connor and Nate got him correct going to Tennessee. That's the new team he joins. Uh, Eric and I had him staying in Pittsburgh and going to the Giants. So um, this was a – I'll let Connor speak about um, Bud Dupree, but I'll just say this for the Titans. I think it's a – I think it's a good move for the Titans because they desperately needed pass rush, and they're getting um, – a veteran in that they don't have to rely on a rookie. So I think, you know, the, the salary is a lot, but I think they desperately need a pass rush. So I think it's a good move for Tennessee, but Connor, you know, this guy the best. So I'll let you talk about him. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an upgrade over Jadevian Clowney. I just really question like how much the Titans are giving him because, you know, I saw there's a reason why the Steelers didn't pick up his fifth year option. When they because, you know, when we drafted him, we were expecting him. We drafted him before T.J. Watt. You know, he was supposed to be our next, you know, edge rusher. And then, you know, he turned out to be very meh, you know, and then we brought T.J. Watt in. And obviously Watt is T.J. Watt. You know, he's been a runner up for defensive player of the year the past two seasons. So um, and really, it wasn't until he switched sides with T.J. Watt when he started getting better 
And to me, I'm thinking like, okay, like maybe he is getting better. What really kind of, I don't know, put me off of him, you know, because I, when I saw he was leaving, you know, probably going to leave, I was like, oh man, like he's going to leave, like that's going to leave a hole over there. And also when he got hurt, I was like, oh man, that's a big hole over there. But then Alex Highsmith, our rookie, came in and played, you know, he didn't play, you know, he didn't get the huge number of sacks that Dupree had been getting, but like he got like a decent amount, like he would put pressure on the quarterback. And it's just making me think like, you know, were those numbers that he got inflated? Because obviously you're playing beside TJ Watt, who's, you know, he commands double teams every play. And, you know, as long as you're a decent rusher, you're going to get to the quarterback. So, you know, like I said, it's an upgrade over Clowney. I just question paying him $16.5 million. I think that's way too much. I think maybe yeah. more in like the $11 million range would have been better. But, you know, I, I'm clearly I'm not an NFL GM, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think y'all, you always, the, the top guys on the market, you always overpay in free agency. Um, it's like the middle tier guys that you want to get for the right price. So he was clearly, I guess, like the one of the top three guys after Shaq Barrett signed, definitely that was like out there. So the Titans, they he knew the Titans needed to get someone like him, and so he had some leverage. Um, speaking of another edge guy, Carl Lawson here for the Bengals. Um, it was you know kind of like Aquara, like kind of a quiet guy to the rest of the NFL, but Bengals fans were really high on him. Uh, by the way, we all got him wrong. Um, and the predictions he ended up signing with the Jets before he started the podcast. But like, but as I was saying for the Okwara thing, like um, he, from what I've seen, his numbers aren't the greatest, but his pressure, like his sack numbers aren't very high, but his pressures and hits are, are at the top in the NFL, uh, similar to like TJ Watt level with the pressures. Like to me, I think this is a good move for the Jets. Obviously they desperately needed the edge, um, and pairing him with Quinn and Williams on that offense, on that defensive line, I think is a really good move for them. Um, and I think he's the better guy, definitely compared to Dupree. Like, you know, the Cincinnati defensive line, you know, wasn't very good. He was the best guy on it. So I'm a big fan of this for the Jets. Um, Nate, what about you? How do you feel about uh, Carl Lawson? Do you agree with me on this one? Good move for the Jets. Yeah, I definitely think it's a solid move uh, for the Jets there. I think that's a great piece for him. And kind of like what we touched on earlier, I think uh, um, kind of a bad move by the Bengals to let him go and then dump all that money on uh, Hendrickson there. He, I think he would have been better off um, keeping him in town. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it definitely worked out for the Jets' favor. For sure. So we'll get to the to the final group of free agency players and – We'll start with uh, Yannick Ngakwe. So, you know, he might end up on a Sports Jeopardy question down the, down the line. What player went from Jacksonville to Minnesota to Baltimore to uh, Las Vegas? All actually, he, actually he, wa- he was on Sports Jeopardy this last time. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. But the, for this <laughs> specific um, question. Um, so he goes to the Las Vegas Raiders in a... What was it? Two years, twenty six million, I think, um, or twenty three million, something like that, for uh, for the Raiders. So this, I'll definitely be talking. Me and Eric will be spending a lot of time on him. We all got, we all thought he'd stay in Baltimore, you know, finally settle down, but he ended up not. He's going to Las Vegas. Um, so the really the thing that stood out to me the most with this is. 
just the um, lost opportunity for Jan because, you know, the Jags at one point had an offer for him where he'd be getting $20 million a year for like four years. And uh, not only did he turn that down and then get like half of that with the Raiders now, but also he lost $8 million on his salary last year because of being traded. And he gave up that 8 million to be traded essentially. So um, just like from a financial perspective, like this is like one of the biggest losers in all of free agency. Like I used to love Jan, but the way he handled that situation last year, like really turned me off. He's like a villain now. Um, so it's just kind of funny to me how seems like all these Jags defenders are becoming villains, like Ramsey and <laughs> Boye and Jan. Like. I, I'm okay with Boye. I'm okay with Boye and Calais. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still good. Yeah, with agreed. But but the way with Jan and Ramsey, like as Ramsey, it's worked out for I think with the contract. But um, but for Jan, I mean his best his best success. Like he definitely had a down year too. Like he he definitely did not have as much success um with these other teams than he's had with Jacksonville so um i guess i'm a fan of it for the raiders cuz they really need pass rush um and that's basically what he does the best so uh for the price i think it was good for the raiders um but eric are you in agreement with me about like kind of surprised that he was getting a 20 million dollar a year offer from the jags and now it's like down at 13 million like um, I know the cap went down and all, but are you surprised or do you think that this is about his value? Uh, I'm not surprised at all that the value went down. I Even if the salary cap hadn't gone down, he probably would have still got about the same amount or maybe a little more because it doesn't necessarily matter how good you are if you're causing so much drama to where you won't re-sign with a team that's giving you a huge offer you demand to be traded, you get traded, and then that team ends up not wanting to keep you either, so then you get traded again. And each time he got traded, it was for a worse value because it was like a second-round pick with the Jags from uh, or from the Vikings to the Jags. And then the Ravens only gave up like a third and a fifth or something like that to get him. So it's showing that teams are not as interested in his drama and I don't know he could still reap and it also the fact that he had a down year too also lowers his value so I mean there's always a possibility that he could turn it around and then maybe get a huge contract next time but I mean this is definitely a big win for the Raiders because you usually overpay in free agency but I don't feel like they overpaid for him at all uh I think they're getting a pretty good value for him and uh We'll see what happens with him. But I mean, I'm in the same boat with you, though. Like, as a Jags fan, like, I wanted the Jags to bring him back so bad. And I wanted us to pay him every dollar. Like, I felt like. Hey, Yon. That was, that yeah, was my yeah, name for your Twitter thing for a while. <laughs> yeah, you remember that. Yeah. All that. But, um, but then after the way he handled everything and he was like cursing out Tony Khan, the, the Jaguars owner's son, on Twitter and all this stuff and just had this huge drama going on like that lowered his value even more without him even realizing it. So that, that whole thing has just been a mess. And um, I don't know, man, part of me like still wants him to be, have success and be good and everything. But uh, he 
definitely put Jacksonville in a bad spot. So I, I definitely don't miss him either. That's for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a interesting case there. Like the on thing, like he, he wanted the, he, he gave up so much money not to play for the Jags. Like it's just crazy. You never see that really like a guy give up 8 million to be traded, but um, sounds like Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> yeah, he really does. really does. Um, and the final free agent that's signed on our list, unless Connor has another breaking news thing come up, but uh, that is going to be... <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's going to be Matt Judon, formerly of the Ravens. So another Ravens player leaving Baltimore. I could rant about Baltimore Ravens fans, honestly. Like, their fan base is so delusional and desperate, but... You, you know, and it's... me both, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I, I would actually like to hear about this more, because I saw y'all talking about this in the group chat a little bit earlier, but I'll I was say... at work, so I couldn't really, like... I'll save it along, so I need to update on like yeah. what happened here. So yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it off air, Eric, for you. But okay. um, but for Judon, uh, we all got his prediction wrong. We thought he would be a New York football giant, but he's going up north. But he's going to New England instead. So Nate, uh, I'll ask you a couple things. Are you surprised by this? And how do you think he's going to fit in the Belichick defense? Yeah, so this is one I definitely didn't see coming. Um, it sounded like a move that the Giants would have made, you know, to pay up for a guy like that. That's usually not the uh, Patriots' uh, way of doing things, but I am excited about it. I think um, this is the best pass rusher we've had since um, they traded away Chandler Jones a few years back. Um, I think that makes him more, like, you know, versatile, and they can do a lot more uh, up front now. So I think that's exciting, and... I don't mean it's a lot of money to put up there, but I think um, it's encouraging that it looks like Belichick's going kind of all in for once on trying to put together a, a, a you know playoff or championship roster. So I think he's going to be a big piece towards doing that. Yeah, uh, that was, the whole Patriot spending was a was a big surprise to me in this uh, free agency so far. But um, but yeah, that's going to wrap things up for this episode, guys. We'll be back. With part two next week, we'll be talking about all the guys who haven't quite yet signed and give more um, a reaction to those sort of uh, signings. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully you enjoyed my mini rants and uh, listening to and some of our... And hopefully we don't have some of these people that are going to be stuck on here for a month like Clown yeah, last year. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> and hopefully. Uh, say for Zach and I's sake, hopefully between now and next week, the Jags will sign somebody that we don't have yeah, to do who yeah. they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm... Hopefully we'll be talking about the Jags um, next week, you know, so uh, in, a better, in a better light, not in a bad <laughs> yeah, light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. But uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully y'all enjoyed. And until next week, guys, remember, be clutch. Bye. See ya. Peace.